Welcome to another episode of season two of Licensed to Practice from IELTS Medical. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Today, we will be talking with a UK registered mental health nurse. As usual, he gives loads of great advice and um, it's been really interesting hearing about his journey. So let's give him a call. Hello. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, how are you today? I'm doing well, how are you too? Yeah, yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Um, so yeah, again, thank you so much for coming on and agreeing to um, have a chat with me and tell us a little bit about you and your um, move to the UK. If you just want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself, please. I am Richard Mental Health Nurse from Ghana. Mm-hmm. I qualified in Ghana in 2011 and had my full registration in the NMC in 2012. I worked in Ghana till 2020 December when I moved to the UK. I'm currently working with them. In the UK. That's um that's not that long ago really, is it? Because um it's uh July now. So how did you find the registration process? Did you start that in Ghana or did you start that when you moved over? Yeah, I started the registration process. I started the registration process in Ghana. Mm-hmm. The registration of the NMC in Ghana, the UK's registration required that you should first meet the English language proficiency criteria. So they require you to take a formal English exams under the International English Language Testing System, the IELTS, or do the occupational English test exams. Mm-hmm. And then after you have met that criteria, you can log in and register with the NMC UK online. Okay, so if you if you um are based in Ghana then you have to do the English language test first before you can yeah. before you can start the rest of the process and move over. Basically most most cases that's what happened in my case. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There are some who there are some who will prefer to start the registration and then have the English language text along the line and submit a part of the registration. Yeah. So there are some who prefer to do the competence-based tests for the NMC first. Mm-hmm. And then within the period, do the IELTS, mm-hmm. the English-based test. Right. So obviously, you you said that you did the English language test. Um, did you say you did the IELTS? Yes, I did the yeah, IELTS. you did the IELTS. So you did the IELTS whilst you were still in Ghana. Um, That's right. How did you find that? How did you find doing it um, whilst still living in Ghana instead of... Because a lot of people, like you said, do do it um, once they've moved over to the UK. So how did you find it, the, doing it before before the move? Actually, I didn't find it difficult because the British Council in Ghana administered the test for the IELTS exams. Mm-hmm. And then they have two, basically have two places they register in Ghana for the exams. They have one in Accra, the main capital, and then they have one in Kumasi, the second largest city. Mm -hmm. So you register with one that's closer to me, which I did in Accra. Mm -hmm. 
And then I was slotted for a date, travel the test, and after half passed, the results really comes within 13 days. Yeah, yeah. So, so I give you a test report form, and then as evidence of having met the NMC criteria, and I started the online registration with the NMC UK. Right, okay. And then you came over and did all the rest of the, because obviously there's a few more exams that you need to take. Um, yeah, you... so what happened after the IOT is that you'll be asked to submit document of a registration in your home country. Mm-hmm. So in that case, I have to submit document of my registration as a mental health nurse. Yeah. Which is done by the NMC UK. Which is done by the NMC Ghana. So they submitted my registration, proof of registration. Mm-hmm. And also I, need to, I needed to add my training evidence of my training in Ghana that I met three years post-secondary education right. for my training as mental health nurse. So they request for your school transcript plus your school certificate as part of the document they require to prove mm-hmm. that you are qualified to meet their standards in the UK. Right. But that has been done. Then they will need to show proof of good standard of group of character in terms of not having a criminal record. So I have to do a criminal background check. Mm-hmm. And then also proof of good health. And when they are fit to carry out the nursing as a student medical form and then submit to the NMC UK. The NMC have satisfied with all documents we have submitted. You know, give you the go ahead to take the competency based test. It's also done online. So I added my person view in Ghana. And after I have passed the exams, they do the time to take the second exam, which is the OSCE. Yeah. It can only be done in the UK. Yes. Yeah. So the OSCE is the only one that you did in the UK? That's right. Yeah. So did you get any help with the with the CBT exam in Ghana? Did you do sort of a course over there or did you do the one from the UK or did you, did you not do any um, courses for that? Actually, in my case, I didn't get enough material in terms of mental health, CBT, mm-hmm. NMC UK online. Okay. Yeah, but I had a few friends who had already written the exams and had been to the UK. Right. So they, they guided me in terms of where they may get some sort of hope mm-hmm. or assistance. And I realized that most of the case, I felt like this us adjust ourselves to what happens in the UK system. So pointers were who samples me to certain things that I needed to read. As for example, the UK care program approach, the Mental Health Act, Mental Capacity Act, the Prison Liberty Safeguards, mm-hmm. and also on the NMC website, you may find what they expect in terms of standard of code of conduct and practice. And then generally, other mental health issues which I don't see my difference in mm-hmm. terms of theoretical knowledge and understanding of what mental health is. Mm-hmm. Because basically, it's more the same thing. If we say schizophrenia, the same things. And their management is not different from how you treat people, except when you need to put into perspective the contract context and then the law that governs mm-hmm. what ought to be done. The general that I needed to adjust myself to. Yeah. Because the mental health act that we have in Ghana, that issues like seclusion that gives you a period of four hours in a particular twenty four hour period. But it varies in the YouTube is quite different. So you don't so if you miss certain exams, you may think that oh, for some reason that four hours. Mm-hmm. And so you're likely to be tended to choose four hours, but it may not be the same as the NMC standard in the UK. So what you need to do is you need to adapt yourself to what actually happens to where you are going. 
Yeah, yeah. Along the line, yeah. I was able to do that. But then, like, nursing holding powers, and then for how duration is supposed to end and start. These guys were the things I just had to adjust myself to. And then also, I had a few of apps, apps on Google Play Store. Mm-hmm. Like, I did a bit of trial lessons and then find out that this is what they had present me. So, what happened, what I did most was if I meet a question I'm not familiar with, I have to research on it and then find out more about it. Yeah. Because it may not be the exact same question you may meet in your CBT exam. Yes, yeah. But it may meet a similar area within that area. So that was how I prepared to write my CBT, basically. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Are you ready to pass the NMC OSCE the first time as efficiently as possible? Then you're in the right place. Here at IACS Medical, we've seen adult nurses through to a first-time OSCE pass ending last year with 98% first-time pass rate and 100% second. We've also assisted mental health nurses, children's nurses and midwives through their OSCE exams too. Accessible OSCE practice rooms and expert-led courses. Our nurses are not only passing their exams, but they're having fun doing it too. Inquire today about how we can assist you too. So obviously there, you've mentioned sort of a few differences in terms of mental health nursing and um, sort of the way it's done and the documentation and sort of things you'll, you'll see. Have you noticed any other kind of what, are there any big other big differences in working life or everyday life that you've noticed since moving to the UK from Ghana? Oh yeah, I've seen a lot. A lot. Example is seventeen leave. Basically, back home, Section 17 leave is mm-hmm. not something you need a doctor to approve. And we are not calling it leave. We will call it parole. Basically, in terms of a ground parole, in terms of doing the hospital environment, mm-hmm. then we have what we call town parole. We have to go to a particular part of the town mm-hmm. to do one or two things. have what we call country parole, like we have to visit the family for a certain number of days mm-hmm. and return for some time. But come to Canada, they were all leave, and then they went at Section 17. That referred the Section part, the part of the Mental Health Act, mm-hmm. which grants that basically it is. So the difficulty I had was usually we talk about oh, Section 2, Section 3 patients, just Section 2, Section 37, 41, and stuff. Back home in Ghana, we were not referring to them as sections, but we were referring to them as the particular headings in the mm-hmm. Act. You can, I can say the patient has been admitted on court order with maybe 37 here in the UK. Mm-hmm. And so this patient is a voluntary patient. Okay, is, let's say a section 2 or 3. We will not have section 2 or 3. So it's a patient who is involuntary. Mm-hmm. So in the, an involuntary may have court order. I don't consider of agents like what we've one, three, six in the UK where the police pick them up, bring them to a place of safety for assessment. We have what we consider of agency. Up to 72 hours, we them to see a doctor, or we may choose whether I admit them or distract them when they do not consent to their treatment. So, like, these are various issues I had to know the difference in terms of what happens back in Ghana yeah. and what happens in the UK. Yeah. So, I there are a lot of which, and you know, the grant of leave, so doctor has to do it, and discretion at nurses. Yeah. And for how long it's supposed to last. Yeah. And there are certain documentation in terms of admission. 
look for the evidence of the paperwork, the two medical doctor recommendation. In Ghana, we may not always, we may only have them under certificate of agency, like the one that is in Ghana, in the UK, where we expect doc doctor, two doctors or two medical practitioners to issue the certificate that the person is mental we needed treatment. And it comes in terms of a court order, we do not need this form, we just need an order from the court, stand by the registrar or the judge to admit and then like we obey the court orders. Mm -hmm. right. So we do not need and different, don't need those kind of forms to put or admit the patient into care. As long as you have authority from the court, you are bound to admit and then carry on with what the court is asking you to do. So in most cases, to be had an order for treatment, an order to assess the company to stand and try or fitness to plead. Basically, mm -hmm. so that's the difference. I'm, at. But I'm still learning the UK do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But yeah, that's a lot. From what you've said, that's a lot of uh, new information to have to learn just about you know the job that you sort of already do. But yeah, do you feel like you've made the right decision? Are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying being here in the UK? Actually, I think basically. I felt like at a point in time, if you do what you do every day, mm -hmm. you don't get to experience other issues or other areas of life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How things are done. So if one of that perspective was cool, mm -hmm. try something else. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm telling you about the mental health act in Ghana, because I have worked with it for a period of time. Of course, yeah. I'm more accustomed to basically know what it is. Mm -hmm. And if I had not come to the UK, I would have gotten to know a different perspective of how the laws apply and the quarter difference that applies here. For yeah. example, when I came to the UK, I realized people have a way of, from my way of communicating or greetings mm -hmm. and how to take certain expressions into context related to what may happen in Africa. Somebody can say, cheers, it means thank you. Or something, is it? Are you all right? Yeah. Oh, get the point. But you at least find someone asking you, Are you all right? And they'll ask you, What's up? Oh, What's okay. So basically, that was an uh, informal way of communicating among us as friends. Yeah. Or someone say, Someone will say, How are you doing? Or how are you referring? So I realized that the slight difference is not just in terms of how people relate. Mm -hmm. But even beyond that, the informal way of communication. I had things I also had to learn in a way to understand that this is how things are done in the UK. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. And it's interesting, like you're right, yeah, you don't, it, it is just a, a whole new experience, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, like you said, it's not just learning about the new ways to that you have to work in your job as a mental health nurse, but yeah, kind of the whole the whole thing really isn't it interesting yeah. point so have you got any just before we wrap up um have you got any final words of advice for anybody thinking about making the move over to the uk uh, anyone who's not started the process yet yeah i think if you want to come i only stop you it's a nice experience take the challenge i always tell friends that it's a challenge you must all then take if you want to learn something new, try something new. Yeah. It might mm. not be easy at the start, but there are lessons we can learn from it. 
Yeah. If I stay in there, you can work for say five years. I have experience of working there. I have experience of working in the in Ghana. I think I have more. I have gained a better understanding of people mm-hmm. than working in just one country at a time. And I think that that kind of experience are experiences you will not gain in any book. Mm-hmm. But when you're practicing in one particular area. And I think that when you have a combination of several experiences, it helps to hone your skills mm-hmm. and makes you a better professional. Yeah. So I think one of the things people can need to also consider, if they want to come, it's a good idea, it's a good attempt, they need to take hold of it and make use of it. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, I think that's, I think they're really, really smart words, actually. Yeah, I think that's a really good, a really good perspective to take. Right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And, um, and yeah, I hope you have a lovely day and I hope you um, continue to learn and, and settle in and yeah. I hope I hope that uh, you enjoy Thank it. Thank very much for the opportunity to, to share with others my experiences. Oh, I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad that you um that you've enjoyed it. Okay, thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Licensed Practice. I really hope you enjoyed my chat with Gideon. Uh, I certainly did, as always. And yeah, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we will see you next time. And as always, to your success.